216, a link to the past randomizer podcast. I am your host, Fear Agent. Today on the show, we've got Njembro. Njembro goes way back in the community, and this is a long one, so I'm going to keep this intro brief. Kind of in a dead zone right now with Rando. I know the Kaz Boots is about to start. 80 keys is in brackets. Cross keys is in the middle of their tournament. League is coming up soon. I think they mentioned something on the main tournament finals restream about an announcement coming maybe in August. So keep a lookout for that. Challenge Cup is wrapped up now. Uh, There is a champion, Alex Jass. Congratulations, won the Challenge Cup over Kaysden. So congratulations to him. I'd really recommend uh, checking out that game two over on Zelda Speedruns. But it was an interesting watch for sure. So check that one out. All right. So let's just get to the show. Ninjembro's on the show. Ninjembro's a talker. I love it. I love having people surprisingly on the podcast that like to talk. It makes my job that much easier. And it was a blast talking with Ninjembro, just hearing, you know, where he comes from his relationship to the community, his time in the league, his friendship with Zero Rush, all that stuff was really, really interesting. So let's waste no more time and get right to it. Here's Ninjembro. All right, super excited about today's show. Today we've got Ninjembro, who's been a part of the community for a long time. I think he stepped away for a little bit and then came back and have just been on a tear. Um, I'm curious to know about your, your early rando days too and and. Of course, we'll get to your history and stuff. But first of all, just thanks for doing the show, man. Hey, Mamie. Thanks for having me. Uh, I've been really looking forward to it and loving the show since it started. And uh, when you reached out asking if I wanted to do the show, I was just like, 100%. Absolutely. I don't remember what my exact words were, but <laughs> yeah. I know I was just like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, and uh, we were talking about this a little bit before we started, but your run on the main tournament this year, too, just <laughs> felt like, oh, maybe we can line this up and have like a little... Uh, uh, a winner's GGW yeah. trash talk. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I mean, we'll get to your history and let's talk a little bit about your main tournament run this year because it it was yeah, sure. really strong. I mean, how did you feel about about your performance going into the tournament? And how you were feeling and everything? I mean, once they, I, I don't know what it was exactly about it, but once they announced, you know, we weren't just qualifying on one mode and then playing five modes. I was mm-hmm. like, all right this is going to be my year. Like we're going to, mm. we're going to qualify well. Um, and then we're just going to not, you know, completely just fall flat during groups. Like we have in the last couple of years and we can get back, we can get to that in the history, but, uh, <laughs> right, right. um, so yeah, going into groups, um, I, I was pleased and you know, this, this is not a, a jab at anybody because everybody in my group put forth very good efforts, but like, I was, I was happy to not be in like a group of complete death mm. um, because my 2021 groups and 2022 groups were like absolutely miserable when I got my group draws and um, this go around, I was like, all right, there's some scary runners here, but I was just like, you know, I, I don't have like some combination of like, Zelga, Moogle Charm, Schultzer. Right. <laughs> totally. That's basically the kind of groups I was drawing the last couple of years. Sure. And, and there, I mean, let's be honest, there is groups of death that happen for mm-hmm. sure. 100%. Um, not to say that, you know, no group is, is completely free, right? Like, oh, yeah. it's rando. Anything can totally happen. But absolutely. Uh, there's times where you go, like, how am I supposed to make it, make it out of this group? Uh, Right. So yes. Uh, so how did you end up qualifying? Do you remember your the the your qualifying position? 
Yeah, so qualifiers, I qualified fifth, I think it was. Wow. Um, and uh, with the async process, you know, they you could check your score throughout. And on like three or four out of the five seeds. Um, so I, I guess a bunch of runners must have held their acings to like the very end, like a lot of really good runners, because like up until like two days before qualifiers ended, like four out of my five seeds were over 100. Wow. Um, but then in those last two days, um, obviously finishing fifth overall, uh, mm-hmm. those scores didn't drop a ton. But they started to drop, they started to drop. And I was like, I went from thinking like, oh, man, I could be first overall to being like, I'm probably like top 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when when the final standings came out, I was like, OK, fifth is uh, as awesome. good as I can expect. I mean, <laughs> awesome. uh, and, yeah. on, and on the other hand, it's like it really doesn't matter. Like finishing fifth is no different from finishing 32nd is no different from finishing first other than right. the ability to, r- to run the uh, the reveal uh, stream. And I right. guess like, yeah. like slight like tiebreaker things for the um the bracket seating but like once you get into the brackets like seating literally just isn't really a thing there's just you know i I get that the main tournament admins you know they put a seating procedure in place just so that there is like a procedure in place but like being the number one seed going into brackets and being the number 32 seed uh, or the number 64 seed is like very minuscule. Cause like you said before, sure. this is rando. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And once you get there, it's like, you're going to have to face good runners no matter what. Right. Like it, you just never know who's going to go, who's going to, you know, uh, route the well and, and, and get those, uh, yep. seeds that work for them. Like it just, it just, you don't know. Like even if you could, you're the best runner in the game, you're still a, a strong possibility of losing. So you you make it out of your groups and you you go into the uh, the bracket stage. I go into brackets and my immediate first opponent is Big Dunka. Mm, <laughs> so talk nice. about you know like seating just being a complete shit right. show, right? I'm like, okay, um, I don't have a lot of history um, playing against Big Dunka, which is kind of surprising because both of us have been around for like quite some time. Um, I, I recognize him as many do more so from like what he does for the community, especially right. like with the ladder. Um, but I do know like he's a scary good runner and I think a lot of people sleep on him for his ability. Um, sure. He just doesn't it, run as much as he used to. Like, right. That like, like two years ago in the online SGL, like he eliminated me. Like our match was the cutoff for prizes. Mm, so like great. he eliminated me and he goes on to make prizes. Um, and I'm like, oh, great. So that, that's like the one thing in the back of my mind, like going into our matchup, right? I'm like, oh, crap, it's going to be SGL 2021 <laughs> all over again. Yep. Um, so I was just like, all right, I have to play against Dunka. Put game one against him. Uh, game two, he took on me. And I was like, oh, great. You know, we're both back up against the wall. Uh, obviously took took the win in the end. And I was like, for whatever reason, even though like everybody says, as you go further in the tournament, every match is scarier than the previous. This mm-hmm. is nothing against Julo Ninja whatsoever, but like Big Dunka scares me <laughs> as a runner. <laughs> well, especially like, because he knocked you out, right? You've got, right. You've got time with him. So uh, like a big ninja. Going, in, going into my match against Julo, I was like, I was, I was slightly more at ease, but Julo definitely no runner to sleep on. Um, like uh, two owed him. And I was like, oh boy, Tito. 
Uh, a runner that I know is very good and like I just don't know anything about. That's I just don't know anything about most runners. So like, <laughs> yeah. that's why this show's been great, right? <laughs> um two oh two oh Tito and then two C comes along and uh you know he unfortunately two O's me and ends my tournament life, but uh um I I went into the matchup against two C and was just like um Compared to my last three matchups, this is going to be like the one that has a significantly high chance of eliminating me. Yeah. And I didn't let that affect my play. It's just, again, the deeper you go in a tournament, the the more likely that is going to happen because you're facing sure. tougher opponents. You get punished more for little mistakes. Um, and the two seeds that I played just could not have gone worse in my favor. Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think of one. It feels like there was one that came down to GT routing and execution a little bit, right? Was it? Game one, uh, game one came down to something like that. I don't remember too much about. Oh, it was yeah, like I, I, I had a motor fall. I had yeah, a motor fall. Yeah, um, but the, but um, I was talking to some of my friends after that, um, and like I can't be mad about the motor fall, fall because there were so many other things in that seat. Uh, this actually goes back to kind of what GGW was saying in his episode. Like um, in a race like that, you can't really get mad or like upset about a single thing that costs you to race when you had so many other mm. things. Yeah. Like in that race, just like just in that race, two other things that I can think of that went hugely wrong. One that I don't think um, would have um, been a big difference. Like, I don't think it would have made up the time difference, but it was tilting nonetheless. Um, was I got a Ganon quick, uh, quick warp? Yes. Uh, yeah. Which I've actually said in the post race interview, like, I'm pretty sure there's a way to like avoid that ever happening. And I just like. I just yeah. get it sometimes and I'm like, I, I I don't care to look up how to have that not happen because <laughs> it's like a lot of other little tricks and stuff where sure. it's like 99% of the time it's not going to matter. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but the other big thing was a Lionel death on my first death mountain climb going mm. over to um, uh, Super Bunny Cave. And it's just like that alone, you know, was the difference. So I can't that be mad at the, the Moldorm fall. Was that the Ambrosia <laughs> seed? Yeah, it was Ambrosia. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many. Here's the thing is like, it's easy to take the the things that happen in the final couple minutes, right? And say like, mm-hmm. oh, if only this changed or if only this changed. But it's like the whole that was, speed is that. That was 15 minutes into the seed. Right. And like, had that whole... not happened and the rest of the seed played out exactly the same, I would have won. Yeah, So you, totally. like, you can't really be mad at the Moldorm fall when something that happened earlier was just as much to blame. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. Now, so that seed, you know, I didn't play the best, but like, it, it is what it is. You're, you can't play your top game 100 percent of the time. The second seed was like three crystals and still like four items from Go mode at like the hour and ten mark, mm. uh, which does not feel good ever. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the way the seed kind of unfolded, like. It's one of those things where, like, in hindsight, it was like, oh, he hit the route. I completely didn't hit the route. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ice Rod was at um, Spike Cave, which is right. honestly a check that I'm just going to lose to most of the time because mm-hmm. I never feel compelled to go to uh, Spike Cave. Like, I don't know. It's hard to describe why I don't go to Spike Cave. It's not quite the same thing as not sure. going to Catfish, sure. um, but it feels similar. But um, mm-hmm. it's like, at the time that I was routing the seed, when I was at like an hour and 10 minutes in and still four items from go mode, it doesn't feel great, but I was like, 
this doesn't feel bad either because just like the location of things in the seed was abysmal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like uh, if I'm like, you know, if my opponent hit the same route, which the fir- the longer and longer you go, the less likely it seems because you're like, man, I've just hit every wrong decision. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like in the moment, it doesn't feel like you're too behind until, you know, you get your ice rod, like you're partway through your second dip of turtle rock and you see your opponent finishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's tough. But I mean, a hell of a run. That's what mm-hmm. top eight. Mm-hmm. Um Gosh, it's just such a such a cool, such a just a good run that I was I was yeah. I was rooting for you, man. Like I really, you know, I had two C on the show just a few weeks ago. Really big fan of his, big fan of you. So I was yeah, I actually really those. liked his episode. <laughs> yeah, such a good guy. Like both of you are like two guys. That's like oh, you, it sucks that one of you has to lose, right? Like is right. <laughs> uh, I'm rooting for you both. But um, well, let's let's rewind it. Let's uh, let's get away from Link to the Past randomizer. Yep. Uh, what was it? What was your game in life growing up? Did you did you grow up with the NES, the SNES? So what? yeah, so like like some other people in the in the community, I'm I, I tend slightly towards the older, um, the older crowd. Not the mm-hmm. oldest in the community, but uh, just recently hit thirty six. Okay, um, yeah. so uh, grew up. We had a we had an NES as early as I can remember. Um, so you know you don't technically form memories at certain ages but allegedly according to my parents i was able to beat the original super mario brothers at age three wow um that's impressive with with warps because some of those levels in the middle of the game are like insane um but with warps i was apparently able to beat it at three the earliest specific gaming memory i have um was super mario brothers three i think when i was four years old um i was able to beat that game with one exception I absolutely don't know why, but I had so much trouble with the Bowser fight. So my mom mm. would have to beat the Bowser fight for me in Mario three. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, but you know, besides those, you know, a lot of my gaming history was Nintendo had the, had the NES, uh, got the SNES, uh, in like 94, I think for Christmas. So I didn't get it like right when it came out, mm-hmm. uh, got it quite a few years into its, um, you know, into its lifespan. Um, you know, and then from there, most other, uh, Nintendo consoles I got at release are very close to it. Um, but yeah, I grew up with uh, Zelda, Zelda 2, Link to the Past. Um, strangely, compared to a lot of people, like I played all these games growing up, but I don't have as as strong of an attachment to some of the games as a lot mm. of people do. Sure. Um, I actually think that a lot uh, I, I still think a lot of these older games are great. I still play them like all the time. Your Link to the Past, your Super Metroids, uh, you know, all, all these games. But it's like uh, some of them, I think, either didn't age as well as uh, I don't know. Maybe they age differently for me. And I because mm-hmm. I just don't have quite as much of a nostalgic tie to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not saying that about Link to the Past and Super Metroid specifically, <laughs> because right. they're both great the games. Yeah. But um, at least with Link to the Past specifically, um, I it's not even like in my top five Zeldas. By wow. to- by time played, it's by far number one by like sure. a, a billion times because but of, that's of racing. Yeah, yeah. Right. But like even. 2D Zeldas, like I don't even think it's in my top three. Really? Um, I think it's I think it's a good game, but I think most Zelda games 
iterate on the previous games exceptionally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's so like, I absolutely love um, the Oracle games. I love Minish Cap, uh, Link Between Worlds. Oh, yeah. Um, like Link to the Past is still great, but I don't have as much. Like, like I said, I just don't have as much um, nostalgia, nostalgia kind of like driving mm. my thoughts behind the games. But like similarly, uh, and I get a lot of flack for this uh, in lots of just like communities and stuff. I think Ocarina of Time is the worst 3D Zelda game. What? <laughs> While okay. still, I simultaneously <laughs> think it's a good game. And like okay. That's the okay. problem of the thing. It's like, you know, it's the worst of a bunch of really good games where like, the worst thing possible is like, man, I really still would love to replay this game. Do you think something like Skyward Sword is better than Ocarina of Time? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> that's just the wrong opinion. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I, I understand. So it almost like it, it's almost like nostalgia doesn't play a part of your feelings towards a video game then, right? Pretty much. Like like I said, I still think Ocarina of Time is a good game. I've I replayed it as recently as like Two or three years ago, I replayed the um, the 3DS port just because mm-hmm. I was sitting around. And I was like, I want something to do this weekend that's different. So I replayed it. I, I just think um, I, I respect it for the groundwork that it laid out for the rest yeah. of the series. Sure. But I just don't think it's aged particularly well. Like you get the Hyrule field. You're you're a kid and you're like, holy crap. Look at this giant world. But as an adult, you get to Hyrule Field and like maybe you have the nostalgia and you're like, this is still great. But like I look at it, I'm just like, wow, this is just a very large, empty field with almost nothing to do. <laughs> sure, sure. Like there's no like there's almost no enemies on Hyrule Field. You have those uh, weird pineapple things. I always forget what they're called that like. Fly around and you have to hit yeah. them with a boomerang and you have the skeletons that come out at night. But other than that, like that, that's it. Sure. So Hyrule Field I, I, exists solely to get to like the town or to the uh to the the horse area like good game but it's like i I don't know (laughs) but i think but it's also hard because in you're talking about in retrospect right like yes when the game came out oh when the game came out it was 98 or whatever incredible it's right there was nothing there was nothing (laughs) like it and so the other games are able to take that and expand Mm -hmm. breath of the wild have you played tears of the kingdom Oh my god! I finished it. Okay, <laughs> so, I'm still playing tons of it in the post game. <laughs> totally, I loved Breath of the Wild. I know there's it has its detractors or whatever, but yep. um, I kind of feel like almost what you're talking about about Breath of the Wild because yes. with Breath of the Wild, I w- it was you have this massive world, and yeah, I just loved exploring every inch of it. And it was for me, it was a, one of my first open world games, so I'd, yep. I'd, it was a new experience for me. You get tears, and it's like. The world is no longer empty. <laughs> There's like, yeah, so it's much insane. going on. Yeah, I, I actually, when I got Tears of the Kingdom, I started out loving it, and I'm going to pre- uh, preface this by saying I have not touched Breath of the Wild since like 2018. Okay, um, I played the shit out of it for like a year, mm-hmm. and then was just like, okay, I think I'm done with this game, and it's too big of a game for me to really go back to. Right. Like I'll go back and replay games occasionally, but if they're longer than like eight to 10 hours, I'm probably never going back to it a second time mm-hmm. uh, because I just have so many games I want to play. Sure. Um, I started out tears of the kingdom, absolutely loving it. I was like, okay, this is like exactly what I wanted out of 
Breath of the Wild too. Like it, it feels like Breath of the Wild, uh, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I I got to the surface and I started to just be like, I started to cool on it really quickly. And mm. I, I have one big unpopular opinion about Tears of the Kingdom that everybody else seems to love. I absolutely hate the ultra hand mechanic. Really? Um, I like. I, I feel like a lot. It's gotten better after mm-hmm. like tons of hours, but I feel like it's just it's kind of clunky. I'm. It feels like sometimes I'm fighting with the controls. Um, I think it's cool that you can just build these like ridiculous things, and it also allows you to torture Koroks. Um, right. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. Like it's it's hard to describe, but I'm just not like very into like. Uh, creative type stuff like that. Uh, So like it's, so it's also, it also felt like some of the shrines and I I was glad because maybe it was just some of the shrines I found early were some of like the most bizarre ultra hand required ones. And like, Mm. I felt like I was fighting with them and like, it took me like (laughs) 20 minutes to do a shrine that like any person like that isn't overthinking it would finish in like three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as the game went on, other than ultra hand, I very quickly was like, yes, this is better than Breath of the Wild in every possible way, except for Ultra Hand, but I'm willing to look past that because everything <laughs> else is like incredible. Yeah, yeah. And like, the, like I, I finished the game probably around like 80 hours or so, and I'm probably up to like 110 now. The There's still, they're still gas in the tank, but I think I'm starting sure. to cool a little bit. I mean, um, anything that you put over a hundred hours in feels like you got your your money's worth, right? Like it, that's a l- lot of time. Less than a dollar per hour of entertainment. You're not sure. going to get much better than that <laughs> right. in any other medium. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I I'm like others. I think you're crazy about Ultra Hand, but I understand it. It's it's <laughs> so open. Like you can do so much with it. That it can almost feel almost filming. Yeah. Yeah. For the people that love it, like I'm very happy that it exists for them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Um, I also just uh the, the other thing, like the the fuse mechanic is neat, but it's also it just feels like it's just adding time to like making my weapon stronger when it's going to break like in seven hits anyway. Mm. I, so I just feels, wish there were more yeah. strong weapons that I didn't have to like kill Constantly. something and then fuse its its uh, horn to it and yeah. like but the things I did like about the game just like blew me away like they addressed uh, enemy diversity they yep. addressed like uh, they didn't really address Koroks they didn't really address uh, I, I guess some people like the, the Korok hunt uh, <laughs> I could have done away with it sure um, they they didn't really address um, weapon durability, but like everything else, they just knocked it out of the park compared to Breath of the Wild. Sure. And similarly, like I don't know if I could go back to Breath of the Wild now. Yeah, I, I, I actually kind of want to to see like how it compares. Mm-hmm. Like, does the game feel like incredibly small by comparison? It has to, I right? I mean, right. You've got so much more to do, like just so yep. much more to do in in Tears of the Kingdom. Yep. I also didn't uh, really care for the depths at first, and even like even when I started to appreciate it more, I was like, eh. But like, it is neat. It almost feels like this version's over Breath of the Wild overworld. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a bit more empty. I mean, you're really there just to mine stuff 
and yep. uh, and get treasures and stuff. I think it's pretty cool. Here's the thing. Okay, so I agree with a lot of the points that you just said about Tears of the Kingdom. I didn't know this is what the podcast was going to turn into, but I love it because all <laughs> I've done is like Tears of the Kingdom so much since it's come yep. out. Is I I agree. I'd wish we could get a, a game where you just have the master sword and it's like that's the sword you have. Like you it doesn't break. Yeah, uh, I would I'm even love it if you sword. had that. Like even just like make the master sword not break, but make it so that it is clearly like like two thirds as powerful as like yeah. the most powerful weapon with right. other weapons that you can get that do break. Yeah, but it's like just let me use the master sword to just fight trash enemies yes and, not, and then keep yeah. my good weapons for these you know like ridiculous gleox right sorry for right. anybody that hasn't played it and doesn't know that gleox are in the game <laughs> I, yeah i mean i think they're in the trailers so even that's like i didn't watch uh, like any slow. of the trailers so the first time i encountered a gleox i was like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure but i mean we're like over almost month two now so i feel like yeah. we're kind of out of that spoiler territory yeah, if you, if I still never want to spoil are. like story stuff, but like sure, things but the like fact that, that it's, it's like, like Gleok. Evol- I mean, right. like, Gleok's been in Zelda since Zelda One, so and I don't know if they've been in Zelda. Uh, no, I think they were in. Uh, I think there was one in Oracle of Seasons, but I don't think they've been in the game since then. No, there's actually because I've got a whole compendium. I've got all of those like hardcover Dark Horse books that they put Same. out, and they've <laughs> been they've been in more games than you realize. Okay. Just not always as bosses. Um, gotcha. I here's the thing: is the weapon system. I think is better than breath of yes. the wild because it's still not good. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah. It's not great in, in breath of the wild. You never wanted to fight enemies because you didn't mm-hmm. want your weapons to break. Now all your weapons are shitty. And so it doesn't That's- really matter if they break. So now when you actually kill enemies, you're, you're rewarded with ways yeah, to make your weapons better. That's so actually it's really like, fair. <laughs> it's a minor upgrade. Um, that just makes it way more playable. <laughs> like the fact that I'm not afraid to like go fight enemies. Cause now I can upgrade right. my rusty shield or my rest, my rusty broadsword or whatever. And, and uh, not worry about it constantly breaking like, Oh, I found a, a Royal guards broadsword. It's like power 50 or whatever. I'd never want to use that. <laughs> that you don't have that right. anymore. So, <laughs> okay. So let's go back. So you're gaming, you're playing all this Nintendo stuff. Yep. Um, is it just Nintendo? Are you into like the Zelda Mario stuff or is it just more I'm into video games? I'm I'm into video games like uh, love Zelda stuff, love Mario stuff. Like I am I am hardcore like a Nintendo fan at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I had PlayStation, PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3. Um, a lot of PlayStation Two was mainly due to rhythm games mm. um, and PS One. However, there were other games on those consoles that I did like. Um, actually, one of my favorite games of all time, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, was actually the reason I bought a PlayStation One. Okay, um, I played it at my cousin's house, and I was like, I need this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then PS Three, and then a couple years into me having a PS Three, I. Um, had built my first gaming PC. Okay. Um, and I kind of didn't look back from there. So since then, about 2009, 2010 ish, so like partway through the PS3 area era, I um, switched solely to Nintendo plus PC. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so I, I, I don't play like a ton of like shooters or anything like that. Like for PC, 
Um, like right now I'm playing a good amount of Diablo. Um, I actually use my PC almost to play a lot of games that come out on consoles anyway, but I just play them <laughs> sure. like I play like the better versions of them. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and also like, you know, it's it's nice for rando. It's nice. Um, I don't know. It's it's multi-purpose. It's not just a gaming device. Sure. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and you can control, you know, how how good it is. Right. Like you right. don't have to wait for a new console or a new whatever. Exactly. You can play whatever. So you said rhythm games. What were some of the early rhythm games you were playing? I mean, I played um, and I think uh, Zero Rush alluded to this. I It's actually how I met him. Um, we went to the same school, but we met through playing uh, Dance Dance Revolution. So I okay. played that a ton. Uh, so I actually started playing that in 2001. Wow, I didn't realize um, that it's that old. Yeah, it, it came. The original Dance Dance Revolution came out in 1998. Okay. Um, so I started playing in 2001. An arcade near me had it. Um, I'd, I'd seen it for a while, and I was like, I kind of want to try that, but like, I never like mustered up the courage. And then one day I like finally did. And like, that was the end of that. Um, uh, played that for a number of years um, on and off. Like I still play occasionally, but not a lot actually. Um, if and when I buy a house, one of the first things I want to do is actually get a DDR machine mm, um, yeah. and try to get back in shape a little bit. <laughs> sure, um, sure. But I played that. Um, Beat Mania 2DX is another rhythm game that I played a lot of. Basically, a lot of like Konami made rhythm games. Mm -hmm. Um, There there is one that not as many people know about unless you're like in the rhythm game community. But there's this one called Pop and Music, which was just like this super cartoony, like really cute, bubbly rhythm game. But it was like it was also very hard at the upper levels. Mm -hmm. Um, And it didn't have a huge following in the US, but like uh, it's hard to know for sure because like there were so few people and like there there could be people out there that just like didn't know that there was like an online community for this stuff though I doubt that but like at my peak of playing that game like I was probably like top 10 players in the US at it Jeez. Um, but that's also like saying like I'm top 10 out of probably like you know maybe a couple hundred people that have ever played it and like maybe like maybe a hundred that play like more than like playing it once or twice and then being like, okay, I'm done with this. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I I feel like the active community for that game at the time was not large in the States. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm. But nowadays I still do a lot of rhythm games, but it's basically stuff that I can play at home. And so I'm not going like the arcades a lot. (laughs) So um, there's one on steam called DJ max, which is just like another, like hit the buttons in time with the music. Um, Theater rhythm is uh, final fantasy. Uh, based so are, rhythm game. You don't have a, a machine. Are you? Is it like a step pad, or is it like? Are you doing a controller? Or how it's you... just key, it's just keyboard for DJ oh, Max. Okay. Like okay. it's it's just like a, um, just a keyboard based game. Uh, th- theater rhythm is just played with the uh, Joy Cons or the Pro Controller. Okay. Uh, so it's it's just button based uh, rhythm pressing. So okay. Yeah, and that's probably why I'm a little bit more out of shape. I'm not doing as much of like the cardio based <laughs> sure. rhythm games anymore. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like did a lot of that and honestly like kind of similar to rando and perhaps more so like rhythm games like it's such a small community that you make a lot of friends in it mm. like if you travel for tournaments and stuff like i used yeah. to i would say like of all of, like my 
uh, I guess the categories, you know, like IRL versus online friends, like out of all like my IRL friends, like I still hang out with on a regular basis, like probably 90% of them I met through rhythm games. Jeez. <laughs> That's crazy. Like some so, of my closest friends that like live around me, like I met yeah. through rhythm games. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, especially with, with rhythm games, right? Because you're playing on, on a dance pad it's so you're not at an arcade exactly. like, at, at the mall or whatever. And like back in the day, like we were traveling for tournaments. So like not super far, but like, you know, I grew up in uh, Pennsylvania and it's like we would travel to like Maryland, Virginia for like tournaments. Um, I actually I, I remember when I first saw, uh, th- you know, to tie things to other community members. Um, when I first saw Dante in the community, I was like, I recognize that name. Mm. And I reached out to him and I was like, you know, not trying to dox him. And I wasn't trying to like dox myself or dox him, but I was basically like, and I'll just say this as vague as I can. I was like, are you Dante from like the rhythm community? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, and like, we met at such and such <laughs> tournament. I'm pretty sure like years ago. And he's like, yeah, I was at that. Like, holy crap, dude. Like neither of us like really remembered each other sure. like that much, but it was just like, it, it, it's a small world. <laughs> sure, totally. So you go to school with Zero Rush, but you mm-hmm. don't really know him until you start playing rhythm games. Yeah, well, he was he was a year behind me, so he's a year younger than me. So mm-hmm. I was I was a sophomore, he was a freshman. Um, we uh, and the way our school district worked, like we went to different middle schools. Okay, yeah. So and like different elementary schools, so we wouldn't have been, even been able to really meet until high school. Um, but yeah, we just met playing DDR and we were like, oh, holy crap. Like <laughs> we actually had some, uh, friends in common. Um, just, we didn't know each other and then we mm. came, uh, really close buds. Uh, don't really see him as much as I would like to these days, but I mean, that's what happens when like, we <laughs> live, like, just grow up <laughs> yeah. well, one when you grow up and also like we live roughly an hour away from each other. Mm. It's like just close enough that it's like, it's easy to like make a day trip out of it and make plans. But it's like also just like far enough, just, just far enough where it's like, it just yep. never happens for some yep. reason. Yeah. <laughs> we probably see each other once or twice a year. Like whenever I'm in town, like visiting family or something. Cause like all my family still lives kind of close to where he is. And I'll usually try to hit like a local brewery where I grew up or something. And I'll message him and learn and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm in the area. If you guys want to come out um, and just say hi and hang out for like an hour or so. Yeah, that's so cool. So who was better? You, were you better? Were you showing him up in the in the dance steps? At first, but I will concede that like he he became a very scary name um, in the DDR community in this region very fast. Mm. Um, like he was like you ask most people that like at that point in time, like who some of the best players in like the mid-Atlantic region are. And like, if his name didn't come up, it's because they didn't know him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. Um, he was very, very good. As time went on, he kind of stopped playing less and I continued playing. So like, there's mm-hmm. definitely a period of time where I think I overtook him, but like he, he was scary good. I'm not sure. even going to lie. Like he, he was scary good. <laughs> I was just good. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I wish you were better than him so I could lord it over him next I time. Know, I know, but him. I'm not uh, going to prop myself up and lie, you know? <laughs> Let's just make it up. Ninjembro is better. Um, <laughs> so you so you definitely had a like a competitive itch in mm-hmm. in gaming then due to, to the rhythm game scene, right? 
Yep. Uh, what about speed running? So actually, yes. Um, I know there's a lot, like not a lot of random players got into speed running. Uh, like or vice versa, like you know, a lot of not, not a lot of random players speed run, and not a lot of speed runners play rando. There's yeah. there's some crossover, um, but I actually started. Um, I'd reached out to like a small group of friends. I want to say in like 2012, and I was like, "What would you, like? Would you guys want to do a thing where we like, like once a month pick a different game to just kind of like learn speed running?" And like, see who can get the best time in that one month and then move to a different game. It was like five or six of us. And we were like, yeah, let's do it. Well, it turns out that we picked the first game, like three of us actually attempted it. And I'm the only one who continued playing after like a week. Wow. That, that original game was Super Mario Brothers Warpless. Oh, OK. Um, and I actually speed ran that for probably the better part of a year. It's actually how I found SRL back in the day. Mm. Um, I, I still remember. So a lot of people will recognize the name, even though he, I don't think he's ever played Link to the Past Randomizer, but he, he's a pretty decent name in speed running, but there's a guy named Cosmic. Oh yeah. It's pretty, it's, I mean, he's yeah. If, if you know um, speed running, you know Cosmic for sure. So I went into IRC and I was like, like nobody knew who I was. Cause I was just like grinding offline. Right. And like mm-hmm. my time wasn't even like super good at the time, but like, I, I guess for like somebody new coming onto the scene that nobody knows, they were like, what the crap? Um, and I was like, Hey, does anybody want to race this? And cosmic was like, yeah, yeah, let's go. And, uh, I, I think he still beat me, but like he, he pulled like a 19, like 20 or something. And I, I mean, I could probably go back into SRL right now and look at that first race that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I got a pretty decent time and he's just like, apparently he went into like a Skype group that he was in at the time. It was like, who is this Ninjembro guy? <laughs> wow. I've never heard of him. And he's like, like gave me a run for my money in a race. Uh, wow. We actually became pretty close buds for a while. Um, like I, I joined a group where there was a bunch of SMB one runners. Um, and we would do like Skype calls and stuff. Like while we were just like grinding runs, we would do casual races a lot. Um, I grinded my time down. So this was back when Andrew G still had the world record for warpless at a 1943, uh, myself cosmic and like one or two other people were like really grinding, trying to beat that. Mm-hmm. Um, my PB ended up at like a 1947. Wow. But then one day, like somebody just like rushed Andrew's time. And I was just kind of like, I think I'm done. Mm. And I had never improved from a 1947. Um, that's, that's an awesome time, though. At the time, it was third on the leaderboards. Now, I don't even think it cracks top 100. Like that game has mm. like gotten so popular for like speed running because yeah. it's so accessible. And like, it's a hard game, but like from a speed running perspective, it's very accessible. Sure. It's also super optimized. So I feel like it's mm-hmm. hard to. Yes, <laughs> it it's is. hard to, uh, you it's know, hard like, to break in. Exactly. Like uh, um, every once in a while, you'll see like a, a, a someone bro- broke it by like a frames. It's like so yep. close. But uh, yeah. 
Um, so I, I dabbled in a little bit of other speed running here and there. Um, I did some Super Metroid for a little while. I did some Super Mario 64, 16 and 70 star. Mm. Um, but there is a point in time where I was like, what's like a weird game that I could find and just like grind. Mm-hmm. So some friends and I had like a little like when we would go, I, I used to go to like a lot of anime conventions, even though I wasn't super into anime. Like it was an excuse for me and a bunch of friends to get together, like hang out, like do stuff together. Um, and we would spend an unusual amount of time in the room sometimes just playing on like a jailbroken Wii and like playing NES games. Mm. Um, and we had this weird obsession with the NES Where's Waldo game. <laughs> okay. If you look it up, it's terrible. You'll you'll see somebody like pick Waldo out of the screen and be like, that's supposed to be Waldo. Well, one time I decided to just like grind that game. Okay. I went I went on to YouTube and was like, what's like the the supposed world record? Like, because there wasn't a, a speedrun.com leaderboard for it at the time mm-hmm. uh, that I could remember. And I was like, I just went to YouTube and was like, where's Waldo world record hard difficulty? And it was like a a, a I'm I'm looking at the leaderboard now, um, but I want to say it was like a two, probably like a two twenty one or something like that. Mm-hmm. A very short game, and I started grinding it. Okay, and I got like, and I ended up with a two nineteen while oh, in a voice call with Cosmic and other people. Oh wow! Like we were all just grinding our own games, and you hear me say world record. And then, like, you hear Cosmic be like, wait, are you serious? <laughs> like, in the background, like, on my VOD on YouTube. It's out there. Um, oh, man. And so, I'm looking at the game. Is it don't even, don't even try to make sense. It, it is, but there's, a, there's a, a handful of, like, predetermined layouts. Like, it's not completely random. I don't oh, know okay. how many layouts there are, and I never bothered to memorize most of them. So, mm-hmm. most of my attempts was, like, sight reading with some knowledge that I already had. Wow. Um, I my world record in that game stood for six years. Wow. Um, until sometime early in the pandemic, I think um, a couple guys found actually like a skip, <laughs> which saves a couple <laughs> seconds. And there are now three people with times better than me. But even number one is only five seconds off what I had. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, and oh, I absolutely boy. will not go back to that game. Uh, but other than that, just like not a lot of speed running until um, un- until Rando. <laughs> so what was it about speed running? What, I, I know you got with your friends and said, let's let's try this out. But what was the idea behind it? And, and obviously you enjoyed it because you. I mean, you played <laughs> for the best. So what was so what was it about speed running that? So that we watched. Of, um we used to watch like uh, old speed runs from like speed demo archives, like back in the two thousands. And then um, like those early GDQs mm. and we were like, let's just try this out. And then I didn't think like I would get hooked, mm-hmm. but then I got hooked. Oh, another game that I ran for a while, which I would actually like to get back into. And I know um, Rick actually does occasionally is Dr. Mario SNES. Mm. I, I really liked um, speed running that for a little bit, but I never got very competitive at it. It was just a fun thing for me to do. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. a, just a side note. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so what was so what was it? What was it about the the grind? Um, I think part of it was like at that time, like so 
like a lot of people can do the math. I said I just recently turned 36. Um, mm-hmm. I actually went back to college a little late. I didn't go immediately out of high school, so I didn't go back to college until 2010. Okay. So like I was in college, um, and unlike a lot of people that go back to college late, like I was working full time at the time I decided to go back to college. Um, and I went to college full time and cut my work back to part time. Mm. Um, and I found myself just what, like speed running. Like after I found it, just like I, I, I didn't have tons of time, but like it, 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 there was just something with it that clicked at that exact point in my life with everything that was going on in my life. And it just worked. And it's part of why I don't think I could like seriously grind now. Like I did then. Yeah. I, I just don't have as much of that grind mentality. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I get it. I don't have it, but I understand it. Like the grind is almost to me the and worst part. There are, there are games it, I've but... wanted to go back to like, um, maniacal. One of my uh, league teammates is a, is big in this uh, super Metroid community. And he's been pushing me to go back to any percent to get a sub 50. Cause he's like, I know you can do it. And I know I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of do want to go back to it. Uh, and I might someday. Um, another thing, like th- this is kind of like a self-assessment, like especially with some of those games I speed ran for a while. Um, I improve at a lot of the games I've played incredibly fast, but I plateau pretty hard. Mm, I see. Like, um, like super Metroid. I got, some of my early, like good times, like very early when there were runners that had like played for months just to get those times. Mm-hmm. Um, now, similar with like Link to the Past and NMG. Now, granted, I had lots and lots of rando to back this up, but back in like 2018, I I did like five or six NMG attempts, like some stupid small amount, and got like a 135, and then just kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. And then last year, I think it was like early 2022. I was like, I need to get back to the NMG grind and get a sub 130. And I got it in like 10 attempts. Wow. Like I know runners that have been like playing this game for years and like trying to get like sub 130 and are like struggling and like it's nothing against them. And like, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or anything, but it's just like I, I improve fast, but I plateau hard. I like get, I, I, I don't totally I don't have the that. I don't have the grind mentality to get even to like a 127 or something like that because getting from a one like getting to a 130 is like all like, like I, I don't want to say it's easy because it's not <laughs> clearly or like hundreds more people would have done it by now mm-hmm. um, but like it's a lot easier than getting to like a 127 yeah. in NMG oh yeah for sure 100 percent agree um. And like, that's, that's basically what I mean when I say I, I improve fast and then plateau hard. <laughs> I get it. Totally get it. So where in all of this is your introduction to link to the past randomizer? Because it's, I, from what I could tell, you were almost at the ground floor, right? Yes. So at the time, 2017, I was, I was teaching. Um, so I was off for Christmas break. Um, and a friend of mine is a teacher. Um, we taught in the same uh, area. We lived like five minutes away from each other. So over the break, I was just spending a lot of time over at his place. And actually like his wife had found randomizer and it was just watching a ton of it on Twitch. Mm. I, I don't even know who it was that she was watching. 
but I was over one time and she was watching. It. I was like, what is this? She was like, it's linked to the past, but like all the items and stuff are like randomized. And it wasn't the first time I had seen a randomizer. I, I had dabbled like I there was there was a very early like 2014 or 2015 Super Metroid randomizer that just randomized like rooms and like the route through the game. It's all it was almost similar to like what I think now is called like Super Metroid Arcade. Mm, okay. Um, but there was like a weird thing back then. I think it was just called Super Metroid Route Randomizer. So I had known about randomizers for quite a number of years. Um, but I was like, this looks cool. So like I went home and like tried it out. And this was back when like there was an executable you had to download and like mm-hmm. it patched your local ROM and stuff. And I tried it out. I was like, this is neat. Um, a couple friends of mine, um, including one who like literally never entered the community. Uh, but played a, a handful of seeds and it just wasn't for him. Uh, we would just play like in Skype calls um, and just they're not Skype, I guess, Discord at the time. Sure, now. Sure. Yeah. Um, but we would we would just play. Um, and then like I saw like people were racing it and then like a tournament was coming up. So like, yeah, I like I've been in since. Like I, I probably started playing in like january of 2017 wow okay um i don't think my first race was until like actual like recorded race with people outside of like me and my like few friends that were playing was until like march Mm -hmm. um february or march probably again i could just go to srl right now and look it up but um but yeah you know been here since part of the old guard so to speak sure (laughs) So, I mean, this is early days of Rando. It's all brand new. There's mm-hmm. no like, gui- there's no guides to it, right? It's everyone's just kind of just still figuring out how the, the thing works. You're figuring it out. You're you're just doing whatever, you know, like sub twos were like good. Sure. You're like I got a sub two, like great. Like now <laughs> it's like if you're not sub twoing an open or a standard, like you're not winning races. Sure, you sure. It was it you and your friends just kind of figuring this all out? On your own, yeah. Like there, there was a um, before I'd found any like um, location trackers and like logic trackers and stuff. There was like a, a website that just had like a checklist. I don't even remember like who made it or where it was, but like it, it at least helped say like you know Death Mountain Cave with seven chests. So like even if I didn't know where it was, you know Paradox Cave, mm-hmm. like I knew there was a cave over there that I had to find. So like. I slowly learned where everything was without like an actual map Mm -hmm. and then quickly found um, cross products tracker. And then later down the road, emo tracker. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although I think that wasn't until like after I came back. Um, Sure. That makes sense. I know we're getting close to your normal hour, but uh, oh, okay. we, I mean, as could, long as you're good going over, I'm, I'm, I'm good. always yeah. good going over. Uh, <laughs> okay. so, uh, so last summer, who's my significant other is, you know, she's, she's out with some friends do, going to a screening of the room. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kicking back right now with a beer and having a good time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about the time. Well, uh, I know we're just getting into ALTTPR and we're almost yep. an hour in, but that's no fine. By me. As long as you're good, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. But, um, so, oh, what was I saying? So yeah, you know, I, I didn't find uh emo tracker until my return, but you know, I eventually found cross product and that's what I used for a very long time. Which um, is what Dunkas is based off of, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I assume at, at least the, like the the UI. 
Right. And like the layout of it and everything is based off cross products. I actually, this is nothing against Dunka, but I very recently, very mm-hmm. reluctantly switched to Dunka Tracker from Emo Tracker. Oh, really? I, I just love the UI and the way things are on Emo Tracker. And I was like so used to it. And just like little things about Dunka Tracker like always made me mad. <laughs> but like, um, I, I made the switch at the same time that I finally got around to setting up auto tracking. Mm. Um, and I've actually come to really like Dunka Tracker, but there are still little things about it that I've actually put in feedback that I'm just like, why is it this way? Like, for example, <laughs> like if you if you do open as a preset, like why isn't why doesn't everything just default to a crystal? Why is everything a question mark that you have to mm. like multiple times? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I, when I was racing, I was stuck in my emo ways because I got yeah. it it's so customizable and i think i was mm-hmm. able to get it exactly how i liked it so tell me about those early days you joined that first big tournament in 2017 right yes i don't I, know how big it was do you remember how how big it was so going back to that in uh oh, there's actually a tournament still this is funny there's still a tournament in progress that i guess just never finished out the 2013 <laughs> super mario brothers warpless tournament oh there you go <laughs> um that is still ongoing um okay so it actually looks like that first tournament doesn't show up on challenge for some reason yeah so i, I think the 512 is missing too from challenge i think 512 is on there but i don't know if the like it is showing up there for me the oh, spring 2018 I, I tried to, to find a link for it and i kept getting an error so maybe it's just challenge yeah the first the first random tournament is 2017 fall which act the boker won apparently did he really <laughs> Like according to this final results act. Oh wait, that might be. I don't think that's the main tournament. Maybe that's something. Oh, else. that was there. There was a Swiss portion of that tournament, so I wonder if maybe something went after that. I I don't know how some of these older tournaments work. To be quite honest, sure. Uh, but he Did, went seven zero in in a Swiss portion of a fall twenty seventeen tournament. <laughs> Good job, Mac. Did um did you introduce? Uh, zero rush to this or did you did yes. he find it separately oh, okay i introduced him to it. i was like yo you should check this out because i knew he loved link to the past mm. like, okay. i knew it was like one of his favorite games mm-hmm. so i was like you need to see this um and i think he was a like i don't know this for sure so I'm, i might be putting words in his mouth but i think he was a little like lukewarm at, on it at first he was like, yeah, this is kind of cool, but whatever. And then he just like, I think he probably just like, like a lot of us, like just kept playing it. And yeah. it was like, okay, this slaps. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so tell me about those early days, because again, the randomizer is still completely brand new. I, I think it was like the text was still there. Uh, there wasn't hey. progressive items and all that kind of stuff. Is I, I remember right? non, I remember non-progressive items. I don't remember much about like whether there was or wasn't text or when it might have been removed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I even do remember like the first versions I played, I'm pretty sure all of the crystals were in the dark world and all the pendants were in the light. Mm. Like, I don't even think that was randomized yet. Okay. I think okay. which dungeons they were in was randomized, but I don't think they were like, like crystals could be in the light world and vice sure. versa, um, which was, was interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. actually there and, and this is also back when like there was no open I actually remember when like um, you could even like probably talk to Zero Rush and confirm this like I'm not just making this up I'm pretty sure when like open mode became like popular I was like this is the dumbest thing <laughs> of course of course like I don't know why we would want to play open 
<laughs> um, how short-sighted I was because yeah. now I now I think it's like one of the best like <laughs> vanilla modes for sure. <laughs> it, it just shows you where we like people's you know thoughts can change on modes, right? <laughs> totally. As far as you in the community, do you, do you start because it's all brand new, right? Do you mm-hmm. do you kind of get plugged in right away? Do you start making friends? Is it is a lot of a lot of races happening? Are you guys doing those big group races and stuff? There, there's a lot of races happening. Like I'm participating in lots of races. Um, uh, strangely, and even like to this day, although I feel like I've gotten better about it, and I think uh, similarly, I, I think it was GGW kind of touched on this. Like I didn't really try to make like a lot of friends in the community. Um, you know, no shade on GG, GGW, but like I wasn't being like abrasive. Sure. Like, I just wasn't, like, trying to make friends in the community. Like, there were people mm. I would chat to. But, like, back then, I wouldn't say there were people that, like, I was super close to. Like, obviously, like, I knew some of, like, the bigger names in the community and, like, talked to them every now and then. Like, um, I'm pretty sure even back then, like, Rick and I talked a good bit. Um, a name that hasn't shown up in the community in a while, but I actually talked to quite a bit back then and hung out on their stream was Phantom Ryu. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, I forget who talked about it and I don't remember if it was on this or on spoiler log, but, uh, somebody had mentioned, um, problems IRL, mm-hmm. uh, was an old runner back then. And like yep. him and I didn't talk a lot, but I used to hang out in his chat a lot because, um, again, at the time I was a teacher and during summer break, like I would just be hanging out on Twitch in the mornings. And I believe he was German. So like in my mornings, um, while I was teaching and had nothing to do during the summer, like he was streaming. Mm. like you know I, I was following a handful of people and like three were streaming on you know a wednesday morning because most people are like working and problems is one that's streaming so i'd hang out in his chat a lot uh, okay. back in the day but i wasn't like making like close friends or anything like that um but i wasn't making enemies <laughs> <laughs> sure sure you're just you're just there to race right yeah i was just, just there, there to... i was just in a race have a good time socialize but not like make long life friends or whatever mm-hmm. um, it's not like i wasn't trying to make friends i just also it's not like i was avoiding it i just also wasn't actively trying to make friends either totally understand <laughs> totally understand and again the community's completely brand new a lot of the link to the past speedrunners were playing it because those are the people that were playing link to the past mm-hmm. at the time um they'd go on to just keep speedrunning, and then the rando <laughs> community would kind of develop um so how did the tournaments and stuff go for you in those those first couple of years and you um, being not a big part of the or not like finding your people or trying to make friends did that lead to you kind of stepping away Um no so we'll we'll get to that so those early okay. tournaments um so I'm trying to find the spring tournament for a link to the past randomizer um that spring 2017 tournament uh, but I can't find it, so it is what it is. But I, I recall, I think Rick had talked to this on his episode. Like, I, I came in, like, not as an unknown, because I'd been racing. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of as what a lot of people would perceive as, like, an underdog. I forget exactly what my group was, but I want to say it was, like, um, Asder, Fred. It might have also been Rick. Um, okay. But, like, I like I, like, swept the group stage, or, like, close to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when if you ask anybody at that point in time, including myself, like I shouldn't even get out of the group. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think I went on to have like a pretty lukewarm tournament performance. Um, same, I believe with the fall tournament that year. Um, but then the, the big 
two, the big five twelve Swiss came right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I want to shout that out. Uh, we should go back to that, right? <laughs> um, we should. But uh, if we could get five hundred and twelve people to sign up for a Swiss, I think that'd be pretty sick. It was incredible. Um, but yeah, like that tournament was great. But that was also like the last big thing I did for a while. Mm. Um, I just kind of burnt out. I was also at like, I don't want to say like a tough time in my life, but like it was the end of that school year and I was planning on leaving teaching mm. um, because it was too stressful. And like when I say leaving teaching, I mean, I left teaching with no job lined up. Oh, wow. Um, just the savings to my name. Wow. Um, so it was, it, it was, a, it was, it, it was not a, like incredibly rough time. It's not like I was going through like severe depression or like anything, but like it, it was not an easy time in my life. There was, sure. there was a lot going on. Yeah. Um, and like Rando just wasn't doing it for me at that time. Like I was still hanging out with my friends a ton. I was still playing lots of video games, but I was just like, eh, screw Rando. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was getting like really tilted and like, you can even look back. Like if you go back, I entered races like every now and then. And like, I always like, if you go back and like, look at my comments on the races, they were always like, oh yeah, I remembered why I stopped playing this fucking game. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. literally like every single one of my comments were like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember because it was in early 2018 is when I started and I started volunteering for like the speed gaming dailies and I was running those for a while. And then your <laughs> name would kind of pop up here and there. Yep. And then I just kind of stopped for a while. Um, and then the. COVID pandemic hit mm. um, and the ladder hit and I discovered the ladder and was like, maybe I get back into Rando a little bit. And then maniacal strong armed me into joining my, my first tournament of any type randomizer related since my departure in 2018 was actually the, tw- uh, the 2020 spring SMZ three tournament. Okay. I had okay. played a few SMZ three uh, SMZ three seeds over the years, um, but I, I I suck at Super Metroid. Like I'm I can hold my own, but mm. I, I, I could I could still like to the, like today if I one v one Gamma I would crush him. Sure. Okay. Uh, open challenge Gamma. Um, <laughs> even though I have I, I literally have not played SMZ three since I uh, got eliminated from that tournament three years ago. Um, but I was like I'm going to enter this. Um, and I'm going to get crushed. I don't know why you're telling me to enter this. Um, but I like, yeah, I, I two owed my group. It was, it was like, um, it was like the double limb single, like best of one groups where, you know, the top two make it out. Mm-hmm. So I beat Dr. Bob Tastic. I'm looking at it right now. And then I beat Ivan, who was like, at the time was just like a powerhouse in Super yeah. Metro, like SMZ3. Um, and then I got into the brackets and I was like, okay, that was a fluke. Like we're going to get destroyed. Um, I won my first two races and went out top 16 to Ashner. Wow. Super impressive, dude. Like, I I don't know how I did that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You said, uh, maniacal got you back in. Were you playing with maniacal when you were first playing, uh, LTTPR? Uh, yeah, I, I actually kind of got him into it. Actually, that summer, the summer of 2017, I actually went down at the time he was living in Atlanta. Um, and again, as a teacher, 
I had a lot of free time. So I mm-hmm. drove down there and just spent a week at his place. And he had <laughs> sure. already played a little bit of Link to the Past Randomizer, but like over that week, like like if I recall correctly, we didn't spend a lot of time doing it, but like, you know, I kind of like went over like tech and stuff with him and like we kind of like um kind of like theory crafted some stuff and workshops some stuff. And we also that was the week of SGDQ that year. So we watched a ton of SGDQ like in his living room while uh just enjoying beer. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I feel like I introduced a lot of my friends to randomize. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how I, it is, I actually right? also know Maniacal from the dance game community. Him and I met in 2002. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Playing DDR. <laughs> nice. Okay. So you take a break, you come back to Rando, but not just regular Rando. It's, it's the Metroid ver- version as well. Mm-hmm. What, what brings you back to just the vanilla Rando game? I mean, at the same time that he got me to join that tournament, I think, uh, season zero slash season one of ladder was starting. So I was like already um, kind of like back into rando. Okay. He was like, Oh, this is perfect. Cause there's this SMZ three tournament. You should enter it. And I'm like, damn it, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so once it got its hooks back into you, it was just, it was there then. Right. The, the pandemic was happening. Yeah. I was like, like a lot of people, I was just kind of like bored at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like the perfect excuse for you to get back into rando. Like I, I, I didn't stop playing it with the expectation that I would stop playing forever. Although that was a possibility. Um, It was just an indefinite break. um, And the latter just kind of was the thing that I needed to get back into it. Did your attitude towards it change? Because you mentioned you came back and you're, you know, the comments that you were leaving were were so negative. Did, did something change in you? I think it did. Um, You know, I was, I was just in a, like, again, you know, I, I, I was never like in a rough spot in life, but I was also just in a like, uh, li- like life, life circumstances were better. Sure. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So, and I was just like, you know, this is just going to be fun. Like, and it's, I know everybody has their own opinions one way or the other. Like, I've never really been a fan of like the big races, although I don't think the big races were like what drove me away. Mm-hmm. But like the 1v1 aspect of it, Versus just like 30 player races kind of like helped me be like, all right, I'm getting paired up by an algorithm, an algorithm that I don't know. Um, but an algorithm that is trying to be mostly ELO based. So kind of trying to pair you with somebody of relatively equal skill with a little bit of what, uh, you know, Duncan calls his secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, this is kind of neat. It allows me to like kind of climb and rack and stack myself. Um, and I kind of like that aspect of it. Um, I haven't been racing as much on the ladder lately, but just because there's been so many games I want to play and there's been so many tournaments. Sure. Um, sure. like my inactivity on ladder is not due to me, like not wanting to play anymore. It's just due to time. like circum like time and circumstances. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like, um, like it's great and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And f- you love it so much that I think you've been a part of at least of a couple of the invitationals, right? Actually, I, I've attempted to qualify for a few of them, but the only one I got in was uh, the most recent uh, casual boots. Okay. And that's the one that you finished second place in, right? <laughs> second, the GGW. Yep. Son of a bitch. That son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good series though. It, it, it was a very good series and he, he crushed me way harder than I thought he would considering like, you know, I, I beat him on the way there. And then he just crushed me in both of our races in the finals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of the way Randa goes, right? Yep. 
Can't be so, mad about it. So you're 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 in a better space. Um, you're racing again. You're doing SMZ three. You guys end up joining in the league. You're maniacal, right? So actually, my first. So I found out about the league um, in season three. It was actually two runners from the SMZ three tournament. Um, we're trying to put a team together and needed a third. Mm. Um, so I actually teamed up with uh, Thornetto, who was okay. in my gr- who was in my group, um, and Stachio Cat. Okay. And we had a we had a decent run. Um, we didn't make the playoffs, uh, but I think we were like one game away. And I still like kind of joke about it. I forget who it was. It was either Thornetto or Stachio, but like one of them had the time of one of their races wrong, like on their own calendar. They thought it was an hour later, so they didn't show up one time. And their opponent like did not have the flexibility to start an hour later. So they got the win by default. Oh, um, boy. And had we won that race, we would have been in the playoffs. Damn. Like every all other things equal. Of course. Sure. Um, and then. Um, untitled two docs. Uh, yeah, untitled two dot doc dot doc X. Yeah. <laughs> yes, with, with, so the, uh, with the Microsoft Word. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such um, a good name. So then Were you cool um, being in the open? Yeah. Like okay. yeah, like I was just like I didn't really like know any better. I was like, oh like I, I didn't know much about Ivan and Thornetto or not Ivan Thornetto and Stachio. Um but I knew like on the Link to the Past side they weren't as comfortable as they are on the Super Metroid side. Mm-hmm. And at that time, like I knew I was like a pretty good runner, but like um I, I don't want to say that I have a high like an inflated ego now. Um, but I'm at least like self-aware enough to recognize that like I am one of the better runners in the community. Like I sure. will say that, like I and not it. be ashamed to say it. Yeah. Um, but it's also like at the time I didn't realize that quite. Yeah. And mm. even then I might not have been. Like I've improved a lot since my return. Sure. Um so it didn't bother me at all. And I was like, I, I, I actually kind of like the like proving yourself aspect of it, mm-hmm. of, the, of going through the open league. Yeah. Um, so like we had a good run and I was like, okay, this is cool. Like I love playing with those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for season four, um, I don't actually remember which way it happened. I don't remember if I, if either way, obviously I ended up joining bottles on empty. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I got, uh, if Maniaco and I tried to build a team and then I told Thornetto and Sashio Cat that I was like leaving, or if they were like, hey, I think we're we're like um you know sitting a season out. I don't really remember how it happened. Um but either way, um, you know, Maniaco being a good IRL friend of mine and very strong runner in his own right, um, you know, had the opportunity to start a team with him. Uh, we were looking at a, a, a few potential people for our third, um, but Maximum, Maximum Barnage was somebody who, I think similarly, I didn't know him very well, but I know he's kind of been around for a while, but just like not very active. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, Maniko was like, let's get him. And like, I was like, I don't know who he is, but sure. Like, uh, but like <laughs> sure. they actually knew each other, I think from college. Oh, okay. uh, they, were, they were college buddies. And I think I had met Barnage once because um, I had visited like Maniacal and another friend of mine at their college, like through the years. 
and I'd probably met Barnage uh, while I was up there visiting. But, you know, it was like once or twice in passing and like we weren't like close friends or whatever. Um, but since then, you know, we actually try to make it a point as a team to get together at least like once a year. Um, I love that. I love because, it. Because um, Maniacal lives quite a, quite a ways away from us, but um, has family in the area still. And Barnage, while not living close, is only a, a couple hour drive away. Mm. Um, and I'm kind of like in the middle ish. True. Um, so I usually try to host them when Maniacal was in in the area and Barnage is able to make it and we'll like go out and, you know, hit a brewery. Like when we won the open league, like was the first time we got together as a team and like we went out and celebrated. <laughs> that's so awesome, man. I love it. Cause that's what I was hoping for. You know, the league is supposed to be about friends and, you know, getting yeah. together and meeting people and stuff. And the fact that it actually happens is so cool. And not to like, like talk, down to either of them too. Like I could easily like probably join slash build a much stronger team, but I don't want to because well, they're I like no. I mean because one be they're, they're, they are close friends of <laughs> sure. mine now, and also like they're good. That's the thing, right? Are, like, are, are they like are they like absolute? <laughs> like I could build like I could probably build a team to rival like the pugs, right? Mm -hmm. Like we aren't the pugs, like. You stack the three of us up against the pugs, and I don't think we're there. Maybe, but that's but like, also we're, name we're recognition, gonna, right? A yeah, lot yeah, of it yeah. is name recognition. Yeah. Like Dante, Andy, and Ari are all like insanely good runners. Sure. And I, I think like if you stacked our team up against their team, like they will win a majority of the time, but we still will take series against them. I don't what know I'm if saying they win is the majority like, of the time. <laughs> I, I think I'm just trying to be humble. I'm trying sure. to be humble. I sure. I get it. But your, your team <laughs> but like, is good. Yes, our team is insanely good. I just don't think it's stacked. But that's sure. okay. Like, yeah. like it's about playing we, with friends, right? It's like about playing with friends, and yeah. like I, I like. There, there's actually been recent talk where maniacal, like maniacal, has. I'm not going to like out him or anything, but he's been in a big downward slump, rando wise, in terms of just like. Like he's been like underperforming like to mm -hmm. his expectations and all of our expectations. And he's thinking about taking a break. And I'm like, dude, if you, if you take a break, like bottles on empty is not going to be the same without you. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, yeah. When you find your guys, it's, it's hard to want to like, I don't, I don't want yeah, a different other, team. <laughs> totally play with other teams. So season four, you guys are in the open league. You end up winning it. I know maniacal has talked pretty publicly about not, being happy that he was in the open league. How did you feel about being uh, in the open league? Like, I know they have to like fill the 32 slots in the invitational. Um, and I agree with Maniacal's assessment. Like, so uh, I, I think there were some behind the scenes things that some people may have been privy to where like, we were close, like we were like right on that line, apparently. Well, I could tell you because I was on, I was there. Okay. You were there. So we yeah. were like, apparently right on the line. Yes. Of being invited versus being made to play an open. Mm -hmm. um, I don't care because again, I like proving it. <laughs> sure. Um, but on the other hand, like one, like I'm there in the league to like play rando. Yeah. Um, although I do like the competitive aspect. Like I am competitive by nature. Um, I'm not hyper competitive, but I am competitive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so like, um, but also it's like, whatever, like it, it felt so good. Good to like win our way into invitational. Totally. 
And we also did. We we didn't like we didn't curb stomp the opposition either. Like we had an insane um, regular season. I I think we went 13 and one Mm -hmm. or something like similar like that in open. But like we almost didn't make it to the top four in playoffs. Sure. Like we the only reason we didn't make it is in one of my races. My opponent didn't realize that he didn't have seven, seven crystals. And went oh, to wow. GT and then had to go back to Eastern. Wow. And I won and I won by like 20 <laughs> seconds. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. That's I mean, okay. So here's the thing is in the open in the regular season, it's probably not going to be as competitive, right? Because sure. there's there's a wide range a, uh, a wide yes. range of player skill in, in the open. But once you hit the playoffs, it's just as competitive. Totally, 100 percent I'll speak to you guys not being in the invitational because I was part of the people that voted for it. <laughs> I did I knew who you were. I, I, I think if good. I, yeah, if I remember correctly, it was like Ninjembro's good. Yep. Maniacal, we recognize the name, but we don't know how he how he is. But we yep. think he's at least a little above average. I didn't know who Maniacal was at all. <laughs> okay, okay, yep. okay. But then it was like, who the fuck is Maxim Barnage? Right. <laughs> so if you guys got into the Invitational, like, sure, hindsight's twenty twenty. If we had known, yep. you guys would have been as good oh, as you and were. We, and we, and, we've joked sure. about it a, a ton. <laughs> And people always talk about like the divisions too, like oh how how come the division was so off? And it's like because we don't have hindsight, right? Like you just gotta right. go with your best guess and and hope you get it right. The, the and, only thing we hated about that season was we we somehow got put in like the EU division, so like scheduling was a nightmare. Mm, sure, <laughs> yeah. The, so some there's always those teams that get get screwed by putting in a division that you have to to schedule really shitty times at. Um, but you guys win it. You guys not yeah. not only so top four gets you your invitation, but you yep. go on and beat Jayco L O L uh uh in four. And again, like insane team. Insane oh, yeah. team. <laughs> Fourteen and one you went that that year. Yeah. Um uh, I actually remember um when we got eliminated this past season in the playoffs. Um I, it was a one v one. I forget who I was playing, but it was I, I was the runner that ultimately like my race was the make or break. Um, and I made it a point to actually point out to my opponent in our post race interview um, in the three seasons that I had been in the league. It was the first one v one race that I lost. <laughs> wow. Um, I had gone three regular seasons and an entire playoff series. Without a, without dropping a a game, that's so. bananas, dude. That's so nuts. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure there are other runners out there that have like equally insane <laughs> that's, stats. That's a pretty <laughs> insane stat. But like the first thing I said, I was like, I was like, good job defeating my my <laughs> perfect one v one record in league. <laughs> yeah, because you gave us our only loss in the season, and that was against Ramon and Crosskeys. Yes, I remember no that. No easy feat. <laughs> At, uh, to be done so that was I, I thought that was going to be my first loss <laughs> yeah for sure I mean Ramon is so good at cross keys but but you got that victory so I don't, tell me kind of where you're at now because you're you it seems like you're enjoying the game um your experiences with the league it seems have been super positive you're crushing tournaments how, how you feel about all of it I feel good. Like, um, I plan on continuing to play league as long as I have a team, um, preferably one of close buds. Sure. Um, I plan on enter continuing to enter main tournaments. Um, I'm entering cross keys. Um, 
I don't, I don't want to go too far down a rabbit hole, partially because it's a rabbit hole and partially because we are a little bit over and I want to be respectful of your time a little bit. Um, but like I, I am in the crowd and I made this know where I think there's like, quote, too much shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it is what it is. Like it's not going to change. Like, but th- there's so many tournaments that I'm just like, I'm not going to enter this. Um, like I want to enter the tournaments that are actually interesting to me um, mm-hmm. and modes that I like. And it's it's funny, you know, I got second place in the Casual Boots Invitational. Um, but this is like, and this is obviously nothing against Josh Bittner because like super kudos to him, like for coming out of nowhere and just running a tournament for one of, for one of the most popular modes last year and bringing it back this year. But like, I hate casual boots. <laughs> I do not like the mode. I don't care if I'm like pulling results in it. I don't like the mode and I'm just going to leave it at that. Mm. Um, but like I'll, I'll enter tournaments for modes that interest me. Like I'm, I'm entering cross keys. Uh, the only reason I, I didn't enter 80 keys really was timing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love 80 keys, but I feel like they, didn't time it very well this year, uh, holding well, it later were, than usual. Well, you were in the middle of uh, brackets too, so right. But even if it, even if I wasn't at the time, like had I gotten eliminated early, and that's the thing we could mention how the last two years I got eliminated in groups and main tournaments. But uh, we kind of alluded <laughs> to that earlier in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, even if I had already been eliminated at that point, like I would kind of rather enter cross keys because, like, I don't know. I've played plenty of like. 80 keys or like regular modes. And I just haven't done much entrance recently. So I was like, um, I'd like to enter cross keys and like doing both of those at the same time would just be a lot. Sure. Um, I do think there's a, there was a point where there's a ton of tournaments and everyone joined all of the tournaments. And that's just not like, happening anymore. Exactly. I feel like what's happening is it's kind of evening out a little bit where people are just joining the ones that they want and yep. don't feel as obligated to join all of the tournaments, which makes me a little worried for the future of the community. Like, I guess worried's the wrong word, but I don't know. I, I just think there's something to be said for having like a, a, a small handful of like community recognized, like big tournaments, whether those be like the cross keys, the main tournament, like, and I know there's been discussion on like what makes the main tournament, the main tournament, right. Mm-hmm. Other than just like history, right. but maybe it is history. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Like, but that is important in the grand sense of the community. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, but like me, like, I don't know. I, th- I think it'd be nice to see, you know, a regression back to like a smaller amount of tournaments. And like, as, as weird as it is to say, cause I don't really like big races. Like, I think it'd be cool just to see a resurgence of just like more community races that aren't tournament related. Mm. Um, like I've entered like SG dailies or weeklies, like every now and then in recent times, like maybe three in the last year, but like I've entered them because it's like, Oh, like there's actually not a lot happening right now. And it's happening at a convenient time. I'm going to enter this. And like, it's been fun, Mm -hmm. but like, I'm not entering them a lot of the time because one, I don't really care too much about big races, but also two, like they're usually happening when like at the same time I could be doing like a ladder race or I'm involved sure. in a tournament. Yep. Um, and those are things that I care about more, but like it'd be cool to see a little bit of a rev- revert back to less frequent, but bigger things. 
as opposed yeah, to more frequent small things. Yeah. And, and yeah, I don't know how it happens either. And maybe it doesn't. Like maybe I'm just wishing for something that's never going to happen. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like the 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 community is clearly in a healthy spot. Although, and this goes back to I think to a little bit to kind of the the roundtable episode is like uh, the only thing that I feel like is not healthy about how much stuff is going on is just like the the, the volunteer aspect of it mm-hmm. is definitely lacking. Like I want to do comms. I love doing comms, but like I very rarely sign up when I'm actively playing because like I want to do other stuff besides rando. <laughs> sure. Sure. So like yeah. I'll sign up for a race if it's like super convenient with my uh my schedule or if it's like a race that I really want to come and like there's somebody that wants to comment with me, but like I'll very rarely sign up to come while I'm actively engaged in something. So it's hard, but I, mm-hmm. I do like doing comms. But yeah, I, I think the community is overall in a very good place and um, you know, looking into the future, like I'm, I'm going to hopefully get back into doing more ladder stuff. Although as cross key starts to wrap up, you know, league is going to be yeah. ramping up it, <laughs> yeah. for me. It all depends actually with the ladder. Um, when I, when I, I like it when there's a good variety of modes, cause I actually like to gun for like season titles. Um, but I like gunning for like overall as well as individual modes. And it's harder to do that if you don't like all of the modes in a season. And I also mm. just feel like in recent seasons, I haven't meshed with well with the uh, the mode selections. Um, but like Dunk has got a great thing going and people are still racing. So like not holding it against him. I'm just like, I eh, don't really care for these modes. So might not play as much this season. It, sure. it is what it is. Yeah. All right. We, we, we are going long. I feel like honestly, Ninja Bro, we could probably go in another half an hour, no problem. <laughs> we could go forever. <laughs> <laughs> really good. So I'm gonna ask you the uh the question to ask everyone, and that's about tilt. Yep. Uh we haven't really talked about tilt at all. Um so so how do you handle tilt, whether it's in the middle of a race or at the end of race? What's your what's your uh, process? So it's kind of evolved over time. Uh, so I'll just start with like, since my return to the community. So like early on in the ladder, if like the way I handled tilt was just forfeit mid race mm. and just be mad, especially like if I would forfeit and then like realize, like I would go to my opponent's stream and see that I was like 15 minutes ahead. That would make me even matter. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. which, uh, side note, cause this goes back to the tournament. I actually get way more tilted by close races than by ones that I get completely blown out by. And I don't know why that is. I, I think it's because way... you had a chance, right? Like, yeah, in the close race, like that makes sense. Whatever. <laughs> but if you had a chance and it's that close, it's like, uh, yeah. it's super frustrating. Yeah. But yeah. So like early, like I would just forfeit races and just then probably get even madder. But like one thing I, I, I definitely don't ever like try to, I, I don't take it out on my opponents. And if I ever like, do it's not like it's it's more me like projecting and being Mm, angry sure unless somebody like seriously clown routed then maybe i'll actually get mad and be like what the hell is wrong with you (laughs) like but that's another thing right recently what it's been is like well ever since dunka added like the pings i very rarely forfeit a race before i get the ping that my opponent finished so like that has helped me like not tilt as much on ladder in a sense like just overall, like the way I've handled tilt and I feel like other people have done this and in different ways, but like I've just stepped away for like there there have been times in like the last year where like if you look at my racing history, either be it a ladder 
um, or just in general, I guess ladder is most of what I've been doing. Like you can see that there's just like one month gaps. Mm. And it's usually because I just like, I get really tilted and I just say, you know what? I'm just going to take like three weeks or a month off. Smart. I'm, I'm, I'm just done until the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I stick with that. And sometimes I like, I cool off a little bit quicker and I'm like, you know what? I, I'll, I'll come back and do a race. But really it's just been like, I, I just follow generally follow through with that. Like if I say like, I'm just done. I I've only ever actually like unregistered from the ladder like once or twice. And those are the times <laughs> I've been like super tilted. Sure. But usually if it's just like minor tilt, I'm just like, eh, I'm just, I'm just going to step away for a bit. It gives me a chance to um, focus on other games a little bit. And even some of those times, like I've done, like, like I said, um, community members. So last summer is my significant other. And like, we found time, like when I've been tilting and not playing, but a way for me to like, still like make sure uh, not that I think a month will like, degrade your skill because it really wouldn't like taking off just a single month mm-hmm. i feel like but like you know i will do like a multi with her and some of like uh the friends on like her side of the community or i've actually been doing recently like not every week but most weeks i've just been doing like on my own personal stream like just for fun like saturday nights i've been doing um crisscross Mm. like not even as a race but just like as sure. like i just i i, I roll a crisscross seat you know uh cross entrance doors keys uh keys pots and uh shop sanity and um i've been getting into that and it's just like i roll one you know if people show up and say hi you know i chat with them for a little bit i pour a nice beer or a little glass of bourbon and i just game for a couple hours (laughs) those those seats tend to take uh, i've gotten a little bit better at them but you know, <laughs> but, like even then, it's like two and a half to three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not a cross keys where it's like two hours is when you start to sweat. Like three <laughs> hours is when I start to sweat, and <laughs> I'm sure. not racing anybody. But yeah. three hours is when I start to be like, should I just throw in the towel and go to bed? And usually at that point, it's like, all right, I'll go do like some checks. Like if I, I'll say like on stream, like if I don't find decent progression in the next ten minutes, I'm calling it. <laughs> and then I'll find progression sure. and I'll be like, all right, like, let's yeah. keep going a little bit. And like, it's actually worked out. Like usually when I start throwing in the towel like that, I finish the seed in the next like 30 minutes. Cause it, it's similar to cross keys where like, even if it feels bad, if mm. you know what you're doing, like, and you kind of know what you're looking for, like yeah. there is a ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. But for sure. But yeah, that's kind of how I handed to handle toe. Just like play a little bit more casually or just don't play at all for like yeah, a month. Yeah, taking time away for sure. It really it just refreshes your batteries, right? Yep. It, it definitely does. It, it really does. Awesome. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. Sorry we got to cut it off. <laughs> like, again, I feel like there's so <laughs> much more we could even talk about. But uh, thanks thanks for taking the time to, to come on the show, man. Yeah. So, so awesome having you here. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. And uh, it's definitely been a good time. Love the show. I uh, love all the guests that have been on and looking forward to the future episodes, too. Thanks again to Ninjambro for coming on the show. Super appreciate it. Love chatting with him. And I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. I didn't know this was going to happen, but... Uh, DNT talked with a maniacal Ninjambo's teammate just recently on the spoiler log. So you can get the one, two combo from bottles on empty with Ninjambo here and then maniacal over on the spoiler log. So check that out. Uh, next week we've got Lumaga going to sound like a broken record, but I had such a good time talking with Lumaga and 
I'm excited for you to hear that one. Lamaga is just such a good person in this community and offers a different perspective than anyone else has been on the show. And I love when we get that. So come back next week for that. We have four more episodes, including next week to wrap up season four, and then we'll jump into season five. Don't think there's going to be much of a break. I've already started booking season five, and there's so many people that I'm excited to talk to that I might have overbooked August and September. So we're probably just going to start rolling right into season five. And then there might be a little bit of a break. I know when the show came back uh, from its little hiatus, I wasn't sure how often I was going to put the shows out. It's been weekly. And that's just because I'm having so much fun talking to everyone in the community. And I feel like I've found my place. It was hard for me to go from racer to someone on the outside of racing. And I think I've been able to come to terms with where I'm at in the community. I like it. I like where I'm at. I like doing the podcast. I like talking to people. I like doing some commentary here and there. I feel like I found my spot. So the podcast has just been rolling along. So next week we've got Lumaga and then we've got PH, Telethar, and Chex Human for the final three episodes. Excited to talk to those guys. And like I said, already filling up season five way faster than I should be probably be booking them but what are you gonna do i'm excited uh, join the discord 216pod.com has the links to that if you're listening to the show on apple podcasts if you could leave us a review there that'd be helpful uh, spotify as well that actually helps us a bit too i think that's all i've got thanks again for hanging out really appreciate it love to hear what you're thinking about this episode in particular in the discord so uh, let me know come back next week for lamaga it's a good one see you then